In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to their military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez coming to you from Military Mom Talk Radio. Our number is 877-864-4869. Again, for anyone calling in, that's 877-864-4869. Today we have a really interesting show. We have Ollie Smith from NACRA. Um, NACRA, for those of you who don't know um, what the military acronym is for that, it's the National Association of Child Care Resource and Referral Agencies. We have Tina Gonzalez with us today, our co-host, who has some unique experiences with NACRA. Tina, are you there? I am here, Sandra. Great. So why don't you tell us, um, before we bring on Ms. Smith, how you're affiliated with NACRA? Um, I do an in-home daycare on base here um, on Camp Pendleton, and I am part of their provider network where I take in um, the children that are enrolled in the respite care um, of the deployed um, sailors and Marines, and I provide the services in my home. So you and are how a provider is for NACRA, NACRA and then do you ever will, use the services um, yourself? The family is 16 hours a month, and um, it's free of charge to them, and they pay me directly as the provider. Interesting. Okay. So um, let's bring on, do we have Ms. Smith on the line? Hello. Hi, Ms. Smith. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. Thank you very much. We're so happy to have you here today. Why don't you, let's start out with our readers, let's, or with our listeners, let's start out with, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I've been with uh, NACRA since 2003, and um, um, NACRA is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Um, whereby we have um, agencies throughout um, the United States um, um, and about 99% of all of the populated zip codes that helped the civilian community find um, child care when they need child care. <clears throat> and so um, we are advocates for quality child care um, and 
in relationship to trying to get the civilian community to come up um, to par with the quality that is offered uh, uh, on military installations for the military child care, like um, the care that uh, Mrs. Gonzalez is providing. Okay. So now you have uh, you have a quite a history with the military. Yes, um, I was actually a civilian uh, working for in the military um, first uh, in DoD, um, both um, a little bit in the child care programs and uh, spouse employment and the transition assistance program. Now, you also did designing and development of automated logistics systems. Yes, I did. That's a very fact. <laughs> You're a woman of many talents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I'm happy to be here um, continuing um, helping out our military service members uh, um, as they need uh, help all in deployment with their child care needs. So you probably have more experience than a retired military person without actually having served in the military. Is that correct? Um, that's probably correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's terrific. So NACRA, that's kind of a mouthful. Yes, it is. You know, even for you know, even for military um, acronyms, <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and you oversee three of NACRA's divisions. Is that correct? That is correct. I oversee the um, uh, NACRA's uh, public policy. Um, and Public Affairs, its National Programs Division, which is the division um, that is responsible for um, the reduced fee assistance to uh, military members. And I also oversee our um, Evaluation and Organizational Advancement <clears throat> Division, which is responsible um, for the, the policy guidance and communications to those 700 local resource and referral agencies throughout the United States. So are, are there, there are 700 in the, the United States. Are there any, is there any opportunity for families overseas? No, we don't uh, have any membership uh, agencies in, uh, overseas. Okay. So can you give me just a brief, Rundown. I mean, how did um, how did NACRA come to be? Um, NACRA came uh, in existence uh, in 1987, um, as I said earlier, as a 503 um, nonprofit organization, and it was kind of a grassroots effort in which. Um, there were a few agencies throughout the country who were advocating for um, better child care. And so um, through this grassroots effort, they decided that they needed a presence in um, Washington, D.C. And so they wanted a national organization. Actually, NACRA is incorporated in California. Oh, okay. Um, which is where it started out as the grassroots effort. Um, and so <laughs> the national body then was um, set up to be in the Washington, D.C. area to advocate for these local um, child care resource and referral agencies throughout the country. So these are really, these are really programs developed to help families find not only high quality, but, you know, what about affordable? I mean, are, are these programs affordable for families? Well, the, the, the mission of the 
um, local child care resource and referral agency is to first um, to meet the needs of the family's request. So we'll, as a family walks into a resource and referral agency, the family tells them um, what type of child care they're looking for, the hours, uh, what's within their budget. Um, the resource and referral agency also um, provides uh, technical assistance and trainings to child care providers in their area as well. Um, they help them, family child care providers, uh, work on and achieve and get their um, um, CDA um, to be uh, accredited as a family child care provider. They provide training in CPR. Um, and, and a CDA is a certificate? Yes, it's a, a certificate for family child care providers, um, which is the equivalent on the side of the center, um, an accreditation which says that this provider is a provider that offers high quality care. And why, I mean, was there, you know, what, what started all this? Was there, you know, you said it's a grassroots movement. Was it because there was, you know, was there a lack of child care? Were families having difficulties, all of the above? I think it was all of the above. And then, uh, Tina, your yes. relation with NACRA, can you give us a, a little bit of information about that? Um, basically, um, I'm an FCC provider here on Camp Pendleton. Um, I've been doing in-home um, for the last almost six years, and um, our monitors brought us into wanting to help out NACRA and be providers here on base since we have a lot of... Um, units going on deployment um, in the near future. And so there are many, many families that have children that are starting to get interested in this. And um, me, myself, my husband um, is part of the Wounded Warrior Battalion, and I had looked into it just figuring out that I was able to be um, qualified for the services also that NACRA provided. And in addition to it, I thought, well, I'm, I do daycare on base you know, for our Marines and sailors, why not do it as a provider for NACRA also? You know, for moms that just need that time away when they're stay-at-home moms and they have their kids all day long and it's time to have me time, mommy time since dad's gone or mom's gone. So I called in and the process was so simple. There wasn't much to have to do. Um, it got me started immediately. And it's, I mean, it's simple. It's so simple. I mean, a copy of orders and basically filling out a, a brief, uh, you know, information about your children's, and that was it. It was almost immediately that I was able to start um, getting services provided. So it's not hard. It's not complicated. And um, it's affordable. Yeah, because you're, honestly, you're not paying anything out of pocket. You get those 16 hours per month to have time to yourself when, you know, when my husband was deployed three other times, I had no idea about these services. And there were times where I was like pulling my hair out wondering, okay, who's going to want to watch all my kids? And how am I going to afford to pay for four kids to have daycare just to be, you know, get time away to go to the grocery store by myself? Now, and how, with this how program, old are this your kids? Excuse me? How old are your kids? My kids are 11, 6, 3, and going to be 2. So you have, uh, you have your hands full. Um, I believe we're going to be going to a commercial break soon, so I'm just going to um, ask you uh, just a, a brief, quick question. 
uh, Tina, if you were to um, give any advice to any of the military moms that are listening today, what would you give them? Take advantage of this program. It, it costs you nothing. It takes, you know, less than 20 minutes to get your information together. And, I mean, them of all, they deserve that break. No, me being a military spouse and having my husband being on deployments, I know exactly what they're going through. And if you're being given 16 hours a month just to have your own chance to get away and have some quality daycare provided for your children, take it. Okay, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be back in a few. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriended Principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. For our listeners just joining us, we're here with um, Deputy Director of NACRA, uh, Ali Smith, and my co-host, Tina Gonzalez. And we're talking about the National Association of Child Care Resource and Referral Agencies. 
Ms. Smith, let's talk about Operation Military Child Care. Okay. Can you give me a brief rundown? Yes. Um, briefly, actually, Operation Military Child Care was born out of a pilot program that NACRA did that was called Operation Child Care when um, Desert Storm first started. Um, and we canvassed all the providers um, throughout all of our networks throughout the U.S. asking if they would be willing to provide four hours of free child care um, to our military service members coming back um, from Iraq on their R&R. And the response from the providers was just simply outstanding. Um, and after uh, that happened, uh, we got approached by the Army um, asking us if we then would do this program um, on a full-time basis um, for all of their deployed service members. Um, and uh, shortly thereafter, then the rest of the services joined in on Operation uh, Military Child Care as well. And basically what it is is we provide and the family can pick their own child care provider. Um, and we provide a reduced fee to the uh, child care provider while the service member is deployed. Uh, it essentially works the same way um, that the child care system works on base, um, both for family child care and for CDC. Um, we use the same... Um, calculation to make what we pay to the provider on behalf of that military member um, make it to be as comparable to that for which they pay on base. So do they, if there's a difference, to the, does the service family pay out of pocket or generally does the child care provider accept the payment that's offered by, you know, Operation Military Child Care? Well, they accept the payment and if there is a difference in the um, family has to pay out of pocket, but usually I have never seen where a family has had to pay out of pocket. As I say, the calculation that the military services have given us makes it so that what they pay or what we pay makes it comparable to the same amount that they would be paying if they were receiving their child care on a military installation. And does that, you know, I know sometimes when I've got friends that have gone from like you know, stationed out here in Los Angeles where it's very expensive to, you know, going maybe down to Fort Benning or down to South Carolina where, you know, the standard of living, everything is quite different. Does, that is correct. Does it, do they make allowances for that? Or, there's not a flat rate nationwide. I'm, I'm no, understanding no, no. Um, no, again, that is correct. It's not a flat rate na nationwide. So um, as Tina has said, she's at Ken Pendleton. So the rates that they put in, they look at um, the military installations in the California area and what the uh, military member would pay for child care on that military installation at uh, Camp Pendleton and, and make it comparable to the Camp Pendleton fee. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And now so on the reverse side, so if it were the... Um, 
if it were on the East Coast and it was at Fort Belvoir, um, the same would apply there for the rates, the same rate to make it as comparable to Fort Belvoir, which is in Virginia. Sure, sure. It makes a lot of sense. Um, now, does Operation Military Child Care, I know that's found under the, like, kind of the NACRA family of websites. Do they have their own phone number? Do they have their own hotline or website or web address that people can go to? No, well, all the programs are, are, are um, they're not separate. They are um, consolidated under the whole NACRA umbrella because all of these programs are offered um, to all of the military service members, and they are eligible for um, these programs. Uh, the reason for the difference is simply, and the different names are simply based on the status of a military member. Okay. So in the case of Operation Military Child Care, um, that is um, the service member must be deployed um, and cannot be on active duty um, within um, the continental United States. Okay. So each of them has their specific, each of them has kind of their specific criteria that's for how correct. people qualify. That's exactly correct. But there's so probably that's the, something that qualifies for everybody. Yes, that is correct. Um, everybody qualifies for one of these programs. Um, in the case of uh, military child care in your neighborhood, um, the military member is on active duty. Is That member is not deployed, okay? And so they are residing within the continental United States. And so the requirement there is that the member must have what is called an accredited child care provider, um, either um, a family child care provider or a center. Um, and in the case of your co-host, again, um, Ms. Gonzalez, she would qualify as an accredited family child care provider, I believe. I think she said she had her CDA. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And Tina, you know, just to, to get off topic for a second, how did you, like, where did you go? Like, you know, for, for listeners that are hearing this show today, do you go, did you go to NACRA.com, which is, what is it, N-A-C-C-R-R-A.org. So two C's, two R's, NACRA.org. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, Tina, what did you do? How did, you know, when you find out about these programs, where do you start? Actually, it's funny because um, someone came around and put a flyer on my um, in my neighborhood. Everyone had ones, you know, sticking on their garage door. And I had heard about it previously from um, the FCC office because they had a meeting about, you know, pulling providers together that wanted to um, participate in the program. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what, I should do this. So I called the number, the 1-800 number, and... Um, started asking questions about how to become a provider. It was very easy for me. They came out um, and also about signing up. And like I said, my husband's not deployed, but he is part of um, the Wounded Warriors. So because he is wounded, um, it also allows me to take part in the um, program and get the 16 hours a month. And so when she came out to my house to sign me up as a provider, um, she signed me up also as one to 
receive the hours. So it was simple. All it took was a, you know, a phone call and they make a scheduled appointment. They come out to your house to make it very easy for you. You basically just need your husband's orders um, if he's deployed or your wife's orders if they're deployed. And if they're a wounded warrior, all they have you do is sign um, a paper, have your, your wounded warrior take their paper to the physician, have them sign it, and it's as easy as that. I think she was here for maybe 25 minutes and we were already ready to go. So this is an opportunity for moms not only to get child care, but to also create something where they can have an additional income stream. Yes. That is correct. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, um, so military uh, child care in your neighborhood we covered. We covered Operation Military Child Care. Let's talk about Army child care in your neighborhood. How is that different from the military child care in your neighborhood? Um, Army child care in your neighborhood is a program that was set up by the Army for Army soldiers. And what the Army did was it looked at areas around the United States for which it felt that it did not have enough child care spaces to meet its demand Okay. Um, for after-school care. And so they set up a program whereby they, um, they set up a program whereby they are um, helping um, programs in their areas such as the Boys and Girls Club and the YMCA who provide after-school care become accredited because they need um, those spaces for um, their school-age program. And they offer um, technical assistance and training to the providers um, to get them up to speed so that they can get um, their accreditation. And what happens is that the local CCR and are in that area um, and will go out and provide training as well. Um, and they have uh, another contractor who helps get that boy, Boys and Girls Club or um, the YMCA through the accreditation process. And the reason why... Um, these programs are important is that both MCCYN and um, ACCYN, Army Child Care in Your Neighborhood, are accredited. And the child care facilities on base um, at Army installations or at any military installations are accredited. So they want to ensure that the soldier gets the same type of quality off base that they would get on base. That's brilliant. I mean, that's just got to be such a relief uh, for our families um, to, to know that there's somebody not only, you know, looking out for their best interest, but also for the best interest of their families. That is absolutely correct. So, um, and most parents um, who, you, who have used child care um, facilities on base do know the difference and do understand the difference in quality um, from being on base to going off base. Sure. We're going to be right back. We have to go to break, and we'll be right back with Ms. Ollie Smith of NACRA, National Association of Child Care Resource and Referral Agencies.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Toginet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit, and so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re- building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com put a boot in your ass it's the american way help the sound put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front, with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy For our listeners just joining us, we're here with Miss Ollie Smith, uh, NACRA's Deputy Executive Director, and we've been talking about the different types of child care that are offered by our military and our military providers, Operation Military Child Care. We have military child care in your neighborhood, then there's Army child care in your neighborhood, and there's an Army school-age program in your neighborhood. All of these great programs, you can find more about them by heading to their website at www. Dot NACRA.org, that's N-A-C-C-2-C-R-R-2-R-S-A.org. That's NACRA.org, N-A-C-C-R-R-A.org. And we're here, uh, Lisa and I, or Tina and I are here with Miss Ollie Smith, and we were wrapping up talking about Army Child Care in your neighborhood. Was there anything else, Miss um, Smith, that you'd like to add before we move on to Warriors in Transition? Well, the only thing that I would add is that Army Child Care in your neighborhood is not a, 
uh, in every state. It is only in about 13 designated states um, that the Army has the need where the demand is extremely high, and that's why it is in those locations to meet the needs of the Army families in those areas. So I'd imagine, you know, Texas would be in there. You bet. You bet. Any other states that come to mind? Uh, Texas, North Carolina, Fort Bragg um, is one of the the big uh, ACC um, YN site. Um, Kansas is. Um, uh, um, So they're they're Washington State. So there are quite a few of them um, that are big big sites for the Army. Okay. So let's talk about uh, some of the other military programs. Let's talk about Warriors in Transition. Yes. Um, Warriors in Transition um, is a program that applies to all of the military um, um, services, um, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps. Um, and I'd like to, to note that oftentimes people think that um, we do get a lot of calls from Coast Guard members um, asking and wondering why they don't qualify uh, for these programs. Um, they don't qualify for these programs because um, the Coast Guard comes under um, the Department of Homeland Security um, and is not part of DOD, um, which funds and, and offers these programs. So just in case in the future someone would ask you that question, um, Coast Guard uh, members don't qualify for these programs. Okay. Um, but Warriors in Transition is for all of the military services, and so any military service mem- member who has um, been wounded um, qualifies for the Warrior in Transition. And as uh, Tina said earlier, her, her husband was in the Warrior in Transition program, and it is quite simple, and we try to make it very simple because... Um, they have um, the service members have been wounded or ish, uh, injured. So what we do is, oftentimes we will even take their application information over the phone. She is correct. All we need is a copy of their orders. In the case of the Army, from the uh, Warrior and Transition Battalion, and um, get a physician's uh, to sign a physician certification. And the process is that simple um, for these particular service members. Um, They are allowed to use um, a license provider in their local community. Um, The other reason is, again, to make that easier um, for them to get child care because it's easier to find a license provider than it is an accredited provider. Um, There is a different... um, Reduce fee offered um, um, and paid the very same way. Um, it doesn't matter what rank the, these military members are. Um, everybody gets um, calculated as if they were in um, Category 1 and as if they were the lowest ranking member. Okay. And um, when you say, you know, I've, I've read some of the stuff online for Warriors in Transition and um, you know they say severely injured in combat. You know what? You know without getting into too much detail, well, actually, what is the criteria? Now, the criteria is um, uh, any injury that is designated 
and for which um, the service deems them to be a warrior in transition, um, they qualify. Okay. Okay. And so most often we usually have some type of military order. Um, they have a military order that designates that they um, are a warrior in transition. Okay, so there's a document, and mm -hmm. that's one of the documents that would be provided. Yes. Um, and Lisa, you had to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Or Tina. Gosh, Tina, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I've done it twice now. Yeah, we did that. Um, he, it was easy. He just took it to into his um, doctor that he regularly sees, and it was filled out, and I had it faxed in within two hours of getting it from the lady that came out to my house, Blanca. So someone actually was, came to your it house? It was easy. I Honestly, I thought it was going to be a lot more paperwork, um, be, him being in the Wounded Warrior Battalion, and it wasn't. All it was was him taking it straight to his doctor that he sees at um, our Naval Hospital on base, and it was filled out and sent back in, and we were ready to go that next day. And she was ready to give us providers in the area. So when you, you know, you got that flyer, you know, were you nervous? You know, were you unsure? Were you, you know, wondering? I mean, what, what was going through your head when you got that fire and you made the call? Because I'm sure a lot of our moms out there will feel the same way. Honestly, um, me, myself, I know the providers in my neighborhood that were um, providing the, the respite care for the program. Um, so for me, it, I didn't have a lot of nervous feeling. But um, as a mom... I know how um, it is to go and take your child and leave them with someone that you don't know, even though you're at the point where you just need that extra time to yourself. So my advice is to um, definitely interview, interview, interview. There are um, many providers in um, the different areas and just go into their house and, I mean, basically just ask all the questions you feel that you need to know as a mom and, like, um, she said, Ollie said, that these are certified providers. They have went through training, and they are monitored monthly to be able to do daycare on base. So just rest assured that, you know, they'll be able to be there for your child if anything is to happen. But like like any mom knows, you'll feel who's right. You'll know if that provider is right for you. So more go with your gut instinct? Basically, that's what I do. <laughs> What are some of the questions that moms ask you when they come to, you know, interview for your service? Basically, the what is your criteria, you know, what is your outline for the day? Um, do you provide snacks? Uh, does my child have to take a nap? Um, and every provider is different. I kind of am a go-with-the-flow kind of person, especially if there's a new child coming in that's never taken a nap in the middle of the day. I try to work with the mom and say, you know, I do have a nap time, but we can schedule around that. Maybe you could come, you know, for two hours before nap time or come right after nap time just to make them, you know, the parent feel like, oh, now I have to go with this lady's schedule and, you know, maybe this isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. It's all about your provider. So honestly, moms, go with your gut instinct. If you don't feel right with the first one, go on to the next one because there's going to be someone that meets your needs. Right, and some of them could just be particular things. I know, you know, I'm a single mom of a three-year-old and a six-year-old boy, and I have child care in my home, but I know in the times that I have taken them to external child care, you know, it's like you, you, know, you hope that they have the CPR, they have the first aid, all this stuff, but then there's all these little idiosyncrasies of like, you know, do you, you know, I dropped my son off one time, and he must have slept the whole day because he was wired. He was up till like midnight. 
And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm so glad that that happened. But then, you know, you find yourself getting into a groove and, you know, you really either like the child care provider, which is what I have now. You know, she's become really like a second mother to my kids and I'm completely comfortable uh, with her. But you're right. You have to kind of go with your instincts. And it's more about finding a personality fit, too, don't you think? Oh, exactly. That's why um, most providers there... um all about interviewing. That's one of their main concerns is because in an interview, you will know if you guys click or even not even that is if the children that are coming in, if they're going to click with your children, because if you're going to have kids that are conflicting every single time they come in, your home might not be right for these children and they may want to go to another provider. That's why interviews are the best. Bring your kids along when you interview so that you can see how they're going to react. Kids um, Sandra, are, can I jump in on that a little please, bit? Please, feel free. We're, it's all open forum here. Um, as Because our organization also, uh, we're, we're big advocates for children, um, child care, and for, for the child's well-being. We also advocate that when parents are going out and, and, and interviewing a child care provider, that they ask the provider some very crucial information and that then they come back home and check first that they ask, um, has the provider had a background check, which is a very crucial question to ask um, because um, in many states, providers are not required to have background checks. Um, and we also ask them to ask, has your provider had an annual inspection because there are like about 22 states around the country um, that don't do annual inspections of child care providers. And therein lies the disparity between military child care on base and child care outside in the community, whereby the child care providers on base get inspected annually and all child care providers on base are required to have a background check. Are there any other items that come to mind, like any questions? And we have a, you know, about 30 seconds to our yeah, next commercial well, we, break. Yeah, we, we also had them to ask about um, um, the check uh, for um, uh, in the inspections, particularly for health and safety violations, um, because that's certainly a place you don't want to have your child um, stay if the place is not safe or it's not um, a healthy um um, conditions for them to be unhealthy conditions for them to be in. Okay, we have to go to break right now. When we come back, we'll have Miss Ollie Smith uh, talk about a couple different programs and continue on about what moms need to know about military childcare. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Combine snide and remark and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, 
and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Dahlia for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no holds barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Not My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week. Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Dahlia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Dahlia Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. We're here today with the um, National Association of Child Care Resource and Referral Agencies Executive Deputy Director, Miss Ollie Smith. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about some of the essential things um, that you guys look out for for us with uh, needing military child care, things like annual inspections, background checks. And uh, before we went to break, I cut you off if you'd like to pick up where you left off. No, I mean, um, <clears throat> Sandra, I think that those are um, that that those are key things that parents should ask because I think most parents don't realize that. Um, their local nail salon person, um, as an example, has more training um, in the outside community than most child care providers do in the community. Um, and so uh, that, too, is a big uh, area in which we advocate um, for child care providers across the country. Um, and, in fact, we are working... Um, currently to get Congress to establish a minimum training requirement um, in the country for um, all child care providers to be required to get at least 40 hours of training a year. So you really also advocate. You know, you're you're not only, you know, providing these things, but you're actually out there advocating to improve. Yes, 
That's, you know. that's correct. That, that was, as I said, when we got established in 1987, advocating for children and um, safe um, places for um, children um, for child care and child care issues um, was NACRA's uh, mission, its basic mission to advocate for better quality child care for children. Well, and I love how you put it into perspective. I know uh, Tina and I, we probably both get manicures and pedicures, and to find out that there's more licensing requirements, there's more training required, you know, to buff, shine, and polish our fingernails than there are for, you know, child care establishments, that's a really worthy, you know, goal to, you know, advocate on behalf of our children. Absolutely, and most parents don't know that. I didn't. Did you? Me you know on base, we we go through extensive. We have our unexpected visits every single month, so ours is a lot more um, controlled in that way. They monitor us very, very closely. Um, so for me, I feel safe on base because yeah. I know exactly what you know each provider is going through. To where off of base, um, I've dealt with with providers that. They get inspected once every three years, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. So I think myself, I feel safe on base, so I really don't yeah. have that insecurity of the providers yeah. I'm going to. Sandra is right. I mean, what she's saying to you, um, I mean, Tina is correct. I mean, what she just said was um, the requirement that's required on base. I mean, they're very stringent off base. That doesn't um, apply. Um, and, in fact, um, if you're in California, um, a provider in California might get expected, inspected once every five years. Wow. A lot can change in five years. Exactly. That's exactly correct. A lot can change within a year. Well, especially, you know, with the economy the way it is, I can only imagine, you know, with, you know, people trying to cut corners. I mean, everybody's doing it. It's not just specific to child care agencies. That's correct. But, you know, when you think of not having a visit for five years, um, you know, you could make a lot of changes and still be a provider. That and, is absolutely correct. You know, people wouldn't wouldn't know the difference, and especially you know somebody like me who's a single mom with two kids. You know, I I wouldn't know to ask these questions. I just I wouldn't. Um, and so that's why we advocate for those types of things, so that um, in the future you wouldn't have to think about that, and you wouldn't have to ask, they would automatically be institutionalized within um, throughout the country and every state. Right, so you're really mm -hmm. watching out for us, Mom. Yes, yes, we are. And dads, and dads, we don't want to That's exactly dads. correct. Yes, we do have a lot of single dads as well. Sure. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they could line up because mm -hmm. I'm a single mom. You can just line them up my way. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the um, NACRA's Exceptional Family Member Program. We have about 10 minutes left in our show. Okay. And we want to make sure we get the Exceptional Family Member Program in today, and uh, you can talk if it's similar, the Navy Exceptional Family Member Program at the same time. Yes. Uh, well, uh, basically, I mean, we, we have both the Marine Corps um, ex um, Exceptional Family Member Program, and we have the, the Navy Exceptional Mem Family Member Program. Um, the Marine Corps um, Exceptional Family Member Program, which is the one in which um, um, Sandra, I mean, um, team, uh, yeah, Sandra is, uh, I'm getting confused here, I apologize. That's okay, Tina, I called her by the um, wrong name. Yeah, who Tina is participating in. Um, there, there, there are two facets to that program. Um, the first part is that um, Marine Corps families who have exceptional 
family member, um, it was either a spouse or a child, um, can get up to uh, 40 hours of um, help uh, in the greater San Diego um, area um, with the cost of their child care per month. Um, and respite care can be very, very, very expensive. Um, because of the special needs. When we talk about exceptional yeah. children, can you right. clarify what that means? Well, it's uh, the Marine Corps, um, all of the services uh, categorize their children based on their, on their, um, their special needs. Um, and so if um, families are in what they call categories um, four um, and five, that means they are, um, have severe special needs requirements, if you will. Um, if that puts it into perspective. What are some of those things? Is it asthma? Is it autism? I mean, autism, um, cerebral palsy, um, you know, um, things of that nature. Um, and so the cost for care for these children um, will be very, very expensive. Um, and so uh, the Marine Corps instituted a program to try to lessen the burden and lessen some of the costs um, for um, the, the special needs family um, to give them 40 hours of free um, respite care. In addition, um, uh, to complement that 40 hours, the uh, respite care, um, the Marine Corps um, also offered for their deployed members um, or their members who are part of the Wounded Warrior Program, which is what Tina is participating, is where they can get the free 16 hours of respite care uh, as well um, to help the family out further. Um, so for the 16 hours, they don't have to pay um, anything associated um, with that care. It's kind of, you know, give parents a break uh, for that respite care, as, uh, as Tina said. And respite care is really just a fancy word for babysitting? Oh, no, no, no. We don't use the word babysitting. Okay. Never say babysit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's, I mean, that comes to mind. Uh, no, it, it, it really is for child care or specialized service. Um, that is required um, to support, and the, and the special needs person could even be a spouse um, mm. in this case. So this, we have um, several um, of the spouses who are special needs spouses for which we, uh, we also offer care uh, for them. Um, you know. Not special needs for the, the spouse, not, not the military serving spouse, but the civilian spouse. For yes, their special that's a, yeah, the civilian spouse. Interesting. Uh, whereby, in some cases, you know, there has to be um, in-home care provided because the child or the spouse can cannot um, help themselves or maneuver um, and get out. Um, um, so it, it runs the, the runs the gambit there. And that could really be because of illness. You know, somebody could have had a stroke. They could have been injured in an accident. Or that is correct. They could have like a pre-existing condition, condition maybe that's yes. worsened over time. That is exactly correct. Okay, so we are getting a little short on time, and I want to make sure we get this last um, question in. Here is really my my do's and don'ts.
questions. Okay. You know, are there anything families should be aware of or, you know, try to avoid or be um, knowledgeable about in regard to these programs? Um, well, <clears throat> they certainly can um, call our 1-800 hotline. And what is that number? Um, that number is 1-800-424-2248. Again, 1-800-424-2246. And um, any of our staff that answer that phone will be able to help parents and help answer any of their questions that they um, need help with or need, need explanation for any of these programs and whether or not they qualify for the program. Okay, so that number uh, for anyone looking to call in is 1-800-424-2246. That's 1-800-424-2246. You can also access um, the information on the NACRA website. Which right. is, I'm sorry? Yes, you can. We can. We can go to the website. It's a great website. It's got lots of helpful information, and that uh, email or that web address is www.nacra.org, N-A-C-C. R-R-A, uh, dot org. And um, can we also get any advice coming from you? Again, I think, I mean, I thought it was a great um, question that you asked about what parents should look for when they're trying to provide a provider. Um, and I think uh, um, parents should start early. Um, they should call their local CCRNR who is familiar with basically all of the providers that they're in their area and they can tell them whether or not the providers have had any infractions, whether or not the license have been suspended, um, uh, whether they've had any violations or, or complaints against that provider. Um, they can tell them where to look and seek financial assistance. Uh, they should ask um, and questions about the adult-to-child ratio, um, you know, because, you know, babies need an adult-child uh, ratio of one to uh, four, um, and so group size is important. Um, okay, well, Ms. Smith, we mm -hmm. are out of time for today. You have brought us lots of information. I hope to have you back on a future show because I think you have a lot more to share with us. Okay. And I want to thank our listeners today. I want to thank my lovely co-host, Tina Gonzalez. And have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, Sandra. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tina.